All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, September 7th of 2023. Officially have football kicking off tonight for the first time this season. Looking forward to a great season here. Uh, I know I told you guys that today I was going to have Jordan with me, but unfortunately, Jordan was unable to make it. We just have a ton going on with kickoff tonight. So uh, I will still be here answering all of your guys' showdown-focused questions here. Uh, this show is mainly going to focus on NFL showdown, so have a ton of questions in the queue. But if you guys have questions related to that, get them in. You can get questions in one of three ways. You can send us an email, support at Sabersim. You can post your questions live in the YouTube chat, or you can post your questions in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Sabersim, and I am looking forward to a great show today. So a couple of things before we get kicked off here that I do want to call out. Uh, if you guys participated in our weekly max challenge last season, that is back. You can sign up from this page here this page can be found in the description of this youtube video you might have to just expand the description to see the link to join but highly recommend getting joined up prior to week one so you don't miss out on that first week so you can capitalize on the participation award for all 18 weeks that is like our biggest uh, award here and then we also have all the weekly prizes uh 10 weeks if you guys miss some weeks along the way and uh, eligibility requirements are down here on the bottom. So get signed up here and uh, get in on the action, get in on the giveaway. But with that being said, going to get SaberSim pulled up and we are going to jump right in here. So I'm going to start with the questions that came in in the Office Hours channel, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat. All right, first question here from Carry Out Cole. A uh, couple quick things, actually, you know, just before we get going, had a big release come out last night and I uh, wanted to shed some light on it. So a couple things that you're going to see here, you can now filter by teams again in the games panel here. So up here at the top, if you have the games panel active, if you don't have it active, you can turn it on uh, via the hamburger menu in the top right corner, just toggle on this show games panel, and then that will show. And then now you can refilter by team. So you want to see just the players on Kansas City, you don't need to go and right click the team icon and then you know filter for Kansas City. Uh, that is now available up at the top. And then if, if you are you know playing like a main slate and you don't want to play a specific team, you can now just X that team out uh, up here at the top again. So I know a lot of people uh, didn't like that change, and we heard you guys and we made some adjustments there. So that is now back. And then second thing here is. We made the settings and lineups collapsible on the side. So what you see now, what you used to see was that it would just come creep into your screen. Now it only creeps into your screen if you want it. You can open it uh, with these little side menus here. So basically, uh, you know, once you build your lineups, you don't really need the settings anymore. You just collapse those and then you just look at your lineups here. And then uh, if you haven't built lineups yet, both both of them will be closed. You open up your settings. You set up your build settings. Uh, you can now save build settings again. So I know that a lot of people like to do that. You could save your build settings here. Uh, still have lineup rules. Still have contest sims. And then a couple other things. You can now set a global max exposure. So if you go to max exposure column, you right-click on it. You toggle to this right side here. You're going to have this global max exposure option. You just set it to whatever you want. So maybe I don't want to play anybody more in more than 50% of my lineups. I just click save and then the max exposure gets filled for whatever column you are on. So just be aware uh, whether you are in the all column, whether you are in just the wide receiver column, because they can still be put in the flex. So uh, trying to, you know, get you guys more things that you are requesting. So these were some of those changes. So I think it's great. And I hope you guys think so too. But with that being said, first question here. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know I keep, I know I keep uh, going back and forth, but if you guys are looking for like information about these updates that come out in the discord channel, there is a release notes channel. Uh, one of the great reasons to be in the discord, you get to see those updates. And then just to get to see more information about the people that are actually building these things. Uh, Scott, Scott puts those release notes out. So big shout out to Scott and the team. All right. Question here. How do I narrow my lineup pool to lineups that specifically have certain players? I thought there used to be magnifying glasses next to the players that I could use, but I don't see it anymore. Is there a new workaround? I'm looking for players that are only in one to two lineups. So I don't have to scroll through all 150 to find the one or two. Uh, yes. So, so that 
just came back last night. So we actually did remove that. We removed uh, the lock button, the magnifying glass, the plus and the minus. We put it in a right click on the player's name. Uh, that is still available if you like it. So this is actually uh, available in, in both options here. But but now if you log into SaberSim, just make sure you do a hard refresh, do a control shift R if you're on Windows or a command shift R or if you are on Mac, and then you should see them back again. So basically if you build lineups here, collapse my settings, and you want to play a lineup that has, uh, you know, We'll say we'll go. We'll go with somebody uh, a little cheaper. Maybe uh, David Montgomery, captain. You just click on the plus icon, and then you jump over to flex, right? And then I can go two things here. So the my lineups is going to show you, hey, you know, these are the lineups in your set of twenty that have Montgomery, captain. If you want to look at your entire pool, collapse the my lineups by just clicking on it, and then hover down to pool. It will show the two that are in your pool here. That it'll show the two that are in your 20, but then it will also show all these other lineups in your pool of 500 here since we are big in, building you a bigger pool of lineups than just the lineups that you need. And then the way that they will be differentiated here is that the lineups that are in your set of 20 will be, uh, the names will, will be white. And then the lineups that are not in your set of 20 will be grayed out here. So then, okay, I want to play Montgomery. And then maybe I want to also play uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, or or I want to see what 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 does this lineup with Sam Laporta look like, right? And then now I can see that if I have Montgomery captain and Laporta in the flex, I have five total lineups. If I wanted to play these lineups, all I have to do is just use this lock icon, and then it will move the lineup into my set of 20 if it's not already there. And then secondly, what the lock icon will do, if you go and make further adjustments to exposures, minimaxes, uh, team stacks, stack exposures. It is going to prioritize these lineups. It is going to say, hey, I am going to keep this lineup before keeping another lineup and, and make sure that those stay in your set here. So if I want to go add one of these lineups in that is grayed out here, I just click this lock icon. It will get updated uh, with the exposures and everything. Once I turn off these filters here and I go back to my set of 20, so one, it's just going to add it uh, to to your set so there's 21 so you just got to go in and change this back to 20 here and scroll down it'll probably be the last lineup here because it was ranked low but it will be here right so we go one through 19 and we go down to 354 it is locked so even if i were to change my number of lineups down to five now all of a sudden i wanted to build five lineups it's going to go one two three four and then still prioritize that lineup that you locked so uh plus and minus icons are back to being visible as well as the lock icon all right great question here from the piano teacher question says i used to use a ton of randomness and other optimizers can you walk through how saber sims build relates to randomness how can we increase the likelihood to get unique combinations of players before running contest sims so great question here uh coming from a traditional optimizer uh randomness is is very normal right you are assuming that all the players in the game have a normal distribution but with our play-by-play -play simulations we are able to create a much more accurate representation of how these players score in the game simulation so if you go and look at somebody like patrick mahomes he's going to have you know something that uh closer reflects like a bell curve shape you know being the quarterback being a focal point there but then if we go and look at you know somebody like like sam laporto like we were just talking about a uh, tight end on the Lions here. And then we go and pull up his distribution. His is a little more right skewed, right? You have like these uh, most likely outcomes all kind of at or below his projection, 19 points, 19% uh, about his projection, like less than five, 19%, and then even 12% chance of getting zero points here. And then you have this tail event to the right here. So basically what happens in these like right skewed data sets is these 1% these outcomes where he gets 25 points, where he gets you know, 20, 20 plus points here, uh, shift, shift the mean more than they do the median. So if you were to go and look at his 50th percentile here, and if I just scroll over, I can see that uh, his 50th percentile is is 6.4, which is uh, less than the 7.87 that we're seeing here. So some of these guys who have this uh, very like boom or bust type of style, the builder is able to much more accurately 
uh, you know, figure out how often they should be in your lineup. So when we go to build your showdown lineups, we are not using the average projections that you see in the app. Uh, what we are doing is we have a database of thousands and thousands of simulations of this game. Uh, if you look at your build settings here, the settings are basically always going to be zero correlation and 10 sim diversity, regardless of whether you're playing a uh, single entry, one to 10K entrance. If you're playing a 150 max largest field possible here, uh, you're basically always going to get these zero 10 settings. And the reason for that is because we, we have these play-by-play -play sims. Uh, we want to use them to build your lineups. We want to get you those accurate game scripts. So we are going to go and pluck a single game sim. We're going to run that game sim, and then we're going to build you the, the best possible lineup from that simulation under the salary cap, and then put that lineup into your pool. Uh, one awesome thing here that you can see is that when, when we do that, you know, it's very possible that the same combination of six players are the optimal construction more than once, but you can't play the same line. We can't put the same lineup into your pool more than once here. So what we do is we actually tally that information under this Sim Optimals summary statistic here. And if you just hover over it, it'll tell you the number of times this lineup was optimal in the build. So basically what happens is that we, we tally this information so we can use it as a variable in our single game saber score formula. So these lineups are not from highest projected to lowest projected. Uh, these are based on a back-tested formula here. And if I click into saber score, I can click this little eye icon to see how exactly we're coming up with this sorting metric. And what we are doing is it is three variables total, the number of sim optimals, a weight on the sum projection, and then a negative weight on the average adjusted ownership. So we are balancing how many times was this lineup optimal in the Sims? What is the average projection of the lineup to have a good floor for the lineup? And then we are taxing the lineups if they have a high average adjusted ownership here. And that is our way of accounting for ownership of the lineup here. So all of those things combined create our Saber score formula, and that is what we are using to grade your lineups here. But really good question. Happy to talk about it. All right. Next question from Edub. Question says, good morning. With the start of NFL season with SaberSim 3.0, will it be necessary to keep some of the same rules we used last year? For example, using only one running back per team. We still need to set some rules to get the lineup styled in like you want. Okay, so good question here. Uh, what I will say is that, you know, how, how do I say this? <laughs> uh, so a lot of the interface and the UI has changed here, right? Our models, we continue to improve our models. We keep uh, updating them and, and, you know, applying new things, doing back testing. So we're very comfortable with where our models are. I think that SaberSim, with the way we simulate the games and the main slates, you know, some of these rules like you're talking about, like only use one running back from a team, is kind of a hard and fast rule, right? It is a rule that is most of the time right, but not always right. And when you're when you're building lineups with SaberSim, uh, you're going to get some lineups like that, but that is because they are showing up in the simulations a certain percentage of the time. So the way I like to think about it is that you are going to get those type of lineups at the rate that SaberSim thinks that they are optimal, That at, at the rate that they are coming up in the sim. So maybe it's like 97% of the time, you know, having two running backs from the same team is not a good thing, but there is like 3% of the time where it is, it, it is okay. It does work. And with SaberSim, you know, you're going to get some of those lineups. I don't think you're going to get a ton of them, but you are going to get some of them. So it's really up to you to decide, hey, do I want to allow these lineups to be built and put into my pool? Or do I just want to get rid of them completely and not even, uh, not even consider them, right? And I am of the thinking where I'm okay if these lineups come up a little bit here uh, because there are simulations backing up those lineup creations here. So it's up to you if you want to set that rule or not. You can still do that if you want under the settings here. And then what I would do is just uh, go to lineup rules, add new rule, go to group rule. I would go to automatic. And then I would say use no more than one I would group by team here. And then this is for the showdown. So it's not here, but uh, the positions for the main slate will say, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, 
um, and defense. So then I would just make sure that you only check running back. And then when you set that, it will work here. So um, that is how you do that. All right. Uh, this question here from Kevlar, I basically just answered it walking through uh, this, this showdown build settings here. So the question was, are the sliders for showdown always set to correlation zero and sim diversity 10, regardless of the field size and max entries? If so, does that mean it's okay to do one build for all your contest? Thanks. Uh, great question. So I think the only time that it's going to be less than 10 is if you're playing super small field. Like I think less than 100, it might come down. So basically what we're saying is that at a single entry less than 100, you probably don't even need the optimal to win. You just need a, a good, solid lineup. So at Sim Diversity 9, what we are doing is taking a group of simulations, a small group. At 10, we are taking one simulation, running that out, and then building your lineup. At 9, we are taking a small group of simulations, playing out those sims, and then using the fantasy points that the players scored across those sims as the fantasy points when we go to analyze the players and construct your lineup. So um, basically always 0-10 except for very, very small fields here. And then uh, this second part said, uh, does that mean it's okay to do one build for all your contests? Yeah, I definitely think so. If you're mostly playing like uh, uh, GPPs a little bit larger than this, I think it's totally fine to just do one build for your showdown contest tonight and, and going forward. All right. Uh, Looks like a couple questions here from Minute to Binkit. We will just work through them one at a time here. First question says, what is the impact of creating your lineups using custom projections and ownership, then using the Saberson flagship contest sim that is already available? Would this be feasible? Also, do we plan on starting the sims of the NFL games as soon as the inactives are available rather than waiting to an hour before the slate, it's valuable time. Okay. So just going to answer the second part really quickly. First, so I did check before the stream right now. It is set up to still run final Sims one hour to game time here. It is something that we want to improve on in the future. Inactives come out about 90 minutes to game time. And then we are running our Sims up 60 minutes to game time here. So that is just for, uh, data uh, collection and, and things like that. So we want to improve the time there going forward. So more communication on that topic, but then getting back to this first question. So basically what is the impact of using custom projections and custom ownership? So a couple things with that. So with, oh, with, with projections, if you, and, and contest sims, it was projections, ownership and contest sims, basically how do they all interact here? Right? So when you upload custom projections in, you don't even have to upload them. You just come in here and adjust. Maybe you're somebody who uh, likes to tinker. I like to come in here. You know, I like to move some guys around and, and adjust some projections, right? Let's say I do that. When I run my contest sim, when I go to my contest sim settings, I create a contest sim here. I think I just created this one uh, the other day. This is actually the flagship here. And then when I run this, so that's already all set up. And... Go to my lineups, wrong contest sim. So we'll just get that kicked off here. Uh, when I do this, we are accounting for your projection adjustments here. So just first and foremost, you know, when you do that, uh, did this work? Hold on. Oops. Also, we 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 um, changed some of the features here. So save to contest is like big and bold here to make it very obvious that, hey, this is how you save your lineups to your contest. And then if you ever need to rebuild lineups, we changed it from the little play icon to a big rebuild lineups button here. So just a couple things for you guys there. So it looks like the contest sim finished. Okay, it did. Okay, so now I'm seeing the, the contest sim information for my lineups here. So basically we are accounting for your projection adjustments before the contest sim is run. And then we are using your projections when we run the contest sim. Uh, one note on that. If you are doing that, the projection adjustments that you make are going to be accounted for when building your lineups. If after the slate uh, starts or finishes and you go into contests and then you go to all contests, you go to our contest flashback here, and then you go and look at any of these contests once they are finished, the, the sim ROI that is used here that you see after the slate is run is based off of our raw projections. So any adjustments that you made to projections are not going to be accounted for in sim ROI in contest flashbacks specifically. However, it will be accounted for in the lineups that you build. So just want to call that out here. 
ownership works a little different. So we capture projections pretty well here. If you have updated ownership, it is not going to change the field lineups that we used when building your lineups. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not going to change the field lineups that we simmed your contest lineups against here. So if you go to settings, it's going to collapse the lineups. If you go to settings, you go to contest sims. So one of the inputs here is the field lineups. You know, what field lineups are you using? And for Saber Sim, for right now, for Showdown specifically, we only have one set of ownership. If you go to the class, any of the classic slates, we're going to have 13 different ownership buckets with different field lineups for each of those here. So if you click Saber Sim ownership, these field lineups are set. So any updates to ownership that you make are not going to affect those. If you want to affect those, what I would suggest doing is update your ownership however you see fit, right? You're going to use the upload icon. You want to upload a CSV. You want to copy and paste that. You want to make manual adjustments. And then once you're done making your updates to ownership, click the little gear icon in the my own column and then use match exposure to ownership. What this will do, oops, sorry. What this will do is set a min and max exposure threshold, but a certain percentage above and below the ownership that you have set as basically like a uh, a uh, a range here so we have 22% for Patrick Mahomes it's setting 18.7 and 25.3 um above and below for his exposure here and then it's going to do that for every player on the slate here and then it did it in my captain column i would have to go to the flex column and do it as well if you're on a classic slate it's not going to do this but because these these uh two tabs are different uh, you have to do it here I, you can just do it in the all column on any of the classic slates. And then I would um, adjust these again. You know, I want to make some adjustments here. And then I want to do match exposure to ownership. Set that. And then boom. So this is good to go now. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off a build. And then this will now be my field lineup. So then if I go to a new workspace here and then I open up a build too, and then I run my lineups that I am going to play for the contest that I want to put in a contest sim against the field lineups that I just created. Well, now when I go to my contest sim settings, build one is going to be an option. So instead of looking at the Saber Sim ownership lineups, it will look at the lineups in build one and it will run the contest sim against the lineups in that build. So that is the best way to take it, uh, to take your ownership and apply it to a contest sim. If you don't do that, the way that we still account for ownership here, uh, if you are using any of the um, average adjusted ownership, so if you're using the Saber score single game metric, uh, just know that we are still taking into account average adjusted ownership. And when you make updates to ownership, it also changes the average adjusted ownership of the players. So that is one way that your ownership projections can be taken into account here. So just a couple notes there. Uh, if you guys ever want to see the field lineups that we have as uh, that we use to create the ownership projections, go to contests, go to ownership contests, and then you will see however many buckets are available here. Click the view icon. And then what it will do is it will open up the lineups in one of these collapsible tabs. So you see that there are 5,000 field lineups here. You could see, you could even see what the project, uh, what the exposures are, et cetera, here by, by player. So this should go away. So, okay. So when I collapse the contest tab, it, it uh, gives me some more space here. So then I could go and see uh, what the stacks are, you know, what, is it how many four twos do I have? How many five ones, three threes uh, in what di which direction, right? How many four twos with Casey as the four? How many four twos with Detroit as the four? And then I could also see the player exposures. If I wanted to adjust these, if I wanted to say, hey, I want to get rid of a subset of these, you know, some of these I don't really like. I don't think the field is going to play these. What I can do, click this create custom field button and it will open up a new workspace here with the lineups that you were just looking at. And then now you can edit them from here. So then now I have access to all 5,000 lineups. If I want to just go and trash like so many of them, if I want to, you know, adjust some of these exposures to a particular number, I can do that, right? So that is how I would, um, that is one way to affect the field lineups that we are simming against uh, in it, like by yourself, basically.
But really good question there. Happy to talk about that one. All right. Uh, next question here from Albus. Question says, is there a case to be made to use ROI rather than risk-adjusted ROI for these ginormous NFL showdown slates where it is hard to impossible to avoid being duped? To what extent should GeoMean be used with ROI slash risk-adjusted ROI? This is a great question here. Um, I would say that, you know, I don't mind using ROI for showdown here. Uh, I think showdown is in and of itself just a different beast than classic slates. Uh, one thing that I would always talk about is like the big difference between classic slates and showdowns is that on classic slates, you know, I'm usually trying to build a big pool of lineups. I'm trying to diversify my my portfolio and make sure that I'm I'm uh, spreading out. That way, uh, my risk of ruin is is a little. Uh, not so bad, right? I'm not going to have these huge, you know, minus 90% ROI nights, uh, very, very boomer bust, right? Showdown, you know, there are a lot of times where you're, you're most, most of the time you're going to need an optimal lineup to win. You're going to need the, the best possible construction. And then on top of that, you're going to want to build a lineup that is, uh, lowly duped here. I'm not going to say unique particularly, but we're going to say lowly duped, you know, shooting for a low number of dupes, but the, but having lineups that still have a fairly high chance of winning here, you have to try and strike a balance with that. Um, by, by doing that, right. A lot of times you can build these lineups where you have five pieces of the six, correct. And instead of this one player, instead of, you know, I have this lineup, Mahomes, Goff, uh, St. Brown, Noah Gray, Butker, and more. Instead of, you know, Butker, I needed the Detroit Lions kicker instead, and and I just missed by one, right? Um, it is for that particular reason that I don't like to diversify with min uniques. I'm okay playing a little bit of a higher-risk profile set of lineups for showdown. I'm also balancing that by playing less of my bankroll on these showdown slates, right? We are taking a single NFL game and it is playing in real life one time. And so many strange things could happen, right? Uh, tonight, Travis Kelsey is questionable. Maybe he ends up playing and then maybe his knee ends up bothering him in the first quarter and then he goes out, right? Uh, we've seen time and time again, Kyler Murray getting hurt on the first drive last season. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is out and Naheem Hines has a prime spot to just crush a, a uh, showdown slate. And then he gets a concussion in the first quarter, right? We see these injuries happen. We see all kinds of crazy things happen. So showdown is, is one of the most high variance forms of DFS around here. So it is for that reason that I am one decreasing the amount of bankroll I am playing on these slates, but then I am also assuming a higher risk portfolio, uh, portfolio of lineups, uh, by, by balancing that. Right. So that is something that I'm like, personally doing here. So I think that, you know, that's definitely something that you should uh, consider here, but you know, our DFS profit plan says to play somewhere between 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll on these uh, correlated slates. I, I, for showdown, I like to play something closer to like 1% and then, um, you know, get, get a little weird with my lineups, trying to be uh, lowly duped, trying to be unique if possible. All right. Great question there and we are just going to keep it rolling here so question from neil here neil said are there plans to add a duplication predictor to the contest sims so i think the answer is yes obviously we would want to account for this for our users right we we try to do as much as we possibly can for you guys like we we released the contest sims and then we understood that you know roi is super leverage uh what can we do right and then we go and we, we release risk adjusted roi as a uh as a new sorting metric here as a new contest sim metric that gets put out here so we're always trying to improve things for you guys i think that we can do a uh we can we we have plans to add more duplication type factors to the contest sim, to uh, your your lineups and and overall here. I don't know what those look like. That's kind of not my department, I guess I would say. But I think that, you know, we will definitely be adding things like that in the future. All right. Good question there. Uh, next question here from Sammy. Sammy said, 
What will be the advantages of setting product ownership for showdowns? Will it still be necessary to use GeoMean with it or not? So, so just to be clear here, uh, GeoMean is a form of product ownership here. If you guys are looking for a, a breakdown on that, I did this really short uh, four-minute tutorial here in our um, support docs here. It is a just nice, quick hitter video for you guys if you guys are trying to uh, apply some type of product ownership or geo mean. So in our help docs, if you go to the top right corner, go to help here and then go to frequently asked questions, go to view more here. This open up our support library. Just type geometric mean here, geometric mean. And then how do ownership product and ownership geometric mean work? So this is an example with uh, comparing some ownership to product ownership to GeoMean, ultimately, uh, GeoMean is just a much more friendlier number to work with than product ownership, which is why we suggest using that uh, rather than using a number that is, you know, five decimal places to the right here. You're using a number that is uh, looks much more like a percentage here. But um, ultimately, I still think that is a useful and viable tool here uh, just to kind of go over it and, and talk about what it is. So basically, if you you can use the geometric mean of a lineup to estimate how many times you think a lineup is going to be duplicated here. And if you are on the standard plan, how I would go about doing that is I would set a lineup pool and then I would go to add new rule. I would go to aggregate. And what I would do is do my own geometric mean no more than so basically a bigger geometric mean means that the lineup is more likely to be duplicated and a smaller geometric mean means that the lineup is less likely to be duplicated uh the math behind it here and i will show you guys how to do this so it's going to pull up my calculator and what you want to do is you want to start with a number that uh is your estimated dupes number i typically use 20 so what i do is do parentheses do 20 divided by the number of entries in your contest. So I think the $3.20 max has about 158,000 entries tonight. If I remember right off the top of my head, I feel like that is a, that is a type of contest that a lot of our subscribers will be playing. So I'm going to do 20 divided by 158,000, close the parenthesis. And I'm going to do to the power, new parenthesis, one divided by this second part is the number of players in your lineup so for a showdown it is going to be six and i'm going to close the parenthesis and then you can see what it looks like up here at the top in these small letters here and then i'm going to hit equals and then make sure to hit equals uh it is going to give me a number so i'm going to say 22.41 here so this is going to be 22.41 it's going to make a note for myself i'm going to go back to saber sim so then what i would put in here is 22.41 and then i would save that rule now, now what's going to happen? Every single lineup that is built for me is going to be underneath this geometric mean. It is a rule that the lineup has to meet to be put into the pool here. So that is one way to do it. If you're looking to level up your game, if you're going to take your game to the next level, what I would suggest doing is not setting that as a rule. Instead, let SaberSim build however many lineups it wants to build here. I'm just going to go back to build one because I don't really want to use the ownership lineups here. And then uh, not 100% sure what I did here. I think I did that example with the max exposure. So so from here, right, I have my lineups. What I can do is I can go to the filters, the lineup filters, and I can go to add filter. And then um, actually, first thing I need to do before that, I need to create a custom metric that displays the geometric mean of a lineup. So the way I would do that, which you could do on the pro or ultimate plan, go to, go to the sorting metrics. I'm just going to delete this here because I've already created it. So I'm going to go to add metric here and I'm going to create a new metric. I am just going to name it geo mean that way I know what it means. And then I'm going to go to my own. I'm going to go to product geo mean and I'm going to say value. So this will actually calculate the value of the geometric mean for each line up here. And I'm going to hit save. And then now that is going to be a summary statistic below every single lineup. So now that it is a summary statistic, I can filter for it. So then I'm going to go show lineups with geo mean, and I'm going to say less than, and I'm going to put in my 22.41 here. What that is going to do is it is going to look through your pool and then move a bunch of lineups that are not underneath that threshold to the trash. And, and those lineups will not be a part of your set anymore. A uh, couple things with this. You have to be a little careful because... 
if you are putting this in as a rule, what the builder will say is like, oh, okay, we're trying to play lineups with low GL mean. Let me just, you know, find the lowest owned captains I can find, right? And so you have to like uh, play with this a little bit. So one of my favorite things to do is after applying that filter, sort by pool. And then now like this is kind of a red flag for me. It's saying, hey, you know, I have applied this geomean rule. Now I'm not getting access to any of the top captains that I was previously getting access to, right? Patrick Mahomes, captain in 30% of my uh, pool lineups here, and I'm not getting to any of him, right? So the builder will try and take the easy way out. So you need to come in here, uh, probably apply some min exposures, some max exposures, and and just kind of massage the tools a little bit, right? So we were only looking at five lineups. I'm going to jump this back up to 20 here. And then I'm now I'm getting a little bit more exposure to Mahomes. Uh, pretty spread out overall, right? I'm getting a ton of like a ton of captains here, like a, a, actually a lot of captains. Uh, some of these guys, you know, not sure if I really want to play, right? There is one single lineup with Richie James at the captain, and that lineup just so happens to be in my pool here, right? So you have to make some hard decisions here. Uh, another really good idea that I stole from Matt in a pro video here, which if you guys have access, if you guys are on the pro or ultimate plan, you guys have access to our pro exclusive videos here they live in discord in the pro videos channel if you join discord or on one of those plans you will have access to those videos there is a good library of videos from the past year here i think a lot of those still hold value i would still recommend going back and watching those i'm definitely still using concepts from those past videos for my builds today right so what i was getting at is that you know some of these guys that are really low owned uh who have you know zero point 0.8 ownership, 0 .0, 0 0.5 ownership, right? These guys are going to be really easy for the builder to uh, basically boost to the top to, to achieve that rule if you have it set as a rule or put those in your top exposures if you're using a filter, right? What I would suggest is setting an ownership floor here. So maybe you come in here and change all these guys who are less than 1% owned to 1%, and then now 1% is your floor. And then I'm just going to go, I'm going to adjust these guys for my captains, and then maybe I go and do something a little bit higher for my flexes, right? So I'm going to knock this out real quick, and then I'm going to go to my flexes, and then I'm going to go look at what the lowest owned guys are there. And then I would say that maybe I set a floor of 2% here. So the reason that I like this is because it can never hurt you. So if you are inflating the players' ownerships here, well, we were expecting them to come in lower own. So you're you're what you're saying is like, hey, you know, um, the geo means when they're calculated are actually going to be a little higher. You're giving yourself room for these lineups to be actually less duplicated than you're going to predict with the geo mean value that is calculated here. So setting these ownership floors can help you get a little bit smoother geo means and possibly help you smooth out your exposures on the other end. So I really like that idea. Uh, shout out to Matt from the pro videos. If you guys are not watching those, would highly recommend it. That is like my second favorite thing be behind the 5,000 lineups on the pro plan and above here. I think contest sims are, are probably starting to challenge that a little bit, but I think the pro exclusive content is actually very, very awesome. All right. Uh, looks like ND Knoll was having a little bit of an issue with something. I think this is like more of a troubleshooting problem than anything here. So my my ability to troubleshoot on stream is a little limited here. So I'm going to make a note of that. And then I will circle back on that after the stream here when I have a little bit more time to figure out what is going on. So if I need anything, I will reach out to you there. Uh, looks like a couple people were trying to help him out. So I really appreciate you guys uh, jumping in and, and uh, helping out where you guys can. All right. And that catches us up in the Office Hours channel. I'm going to jump over to the YouTube chat now. A uh, question from Pope said, I have found success with winner take alls using ROI and winning lineups after contest sims. Which would you prefer for a winner take all? And please show an example for tonight's NFL showdown as well. So I think that, you know, we've done a pretty good job here walking through some builds, walking through how to apply geo means, how to, you know, adjust um, some of your ownership floors, how to run contest sims. We did, a demo, we did a demo of that earlier. I would say, you know, for winner take alls, I think that I am actually 
on board with you with, with using ROI, right? I mean, literally only first place is getting paid. So I think that, you know, if there was ever a time to use leverage lineups, it is in a winner take all. So I'm definitely in agreement with you there. Pope also said, is there a good way to add in rules post-build so we aren't skewing the lineups, saber some likes for the particular contest selection? Um, th there isn't a great way to add in rules, but if you're looking for a combination of players, you could you could get that with the plus and minus icon. So kind of how we showed earlier with like the David Montgomery example, uh, if there are just certain combinations you know you want, maybe you want so many lineups that have Patrick Mahomes and uh, like and and Noah Gray, right? Uh, you think Noah Gray is going to play if Kelsey sits here? So then, what I would do is I would just come in here. I've already put in my ex my uh, filter for Patrick Mahomes captain, and then I'm just going to come in here and find Noah Gray. Uh, the players are grayed out if they're not in your set of lineups here, but I can still filter for them, and then I can find combinations. So I can see in my my lineups, I had zero. In the pool, there are 11 lineups that have Patrick Mahomes and Noah Gray. And then I can just go and use the lock icon. Maybe I want to add two of those lineups to my set of 20 here and then have 10% of my lineups with that particular combination, right? So the plus and minus filters are going to be your best friend for basically uh, finding particular combinations after lineups are run here. And I'm just going to drop my number of lineups back down to 20. Uh, Pope said, another thought. How would you go about dupes with contest sims for NFL Showdown? Uh, should we filter in geo mean or make a rule to force in lower owned options in each line? Uh, so definitely just walk through that. Just rewind a little bit and catch that segment here and you should be on your way. Unknown. Excited to be here. Happy you're excited to be here, my man. Uh, Ozone said, is ultimate better than pro when it comes to NFL showdown? And if you do individual contest sims, is there a chance of duplicating lineups? Okay. So really good question here. So, I think that, you know, the contest sims are good for all forms of DFS here. Uh, understanding, you know, having this these field lineups and then simming against them is, is really like kind of the next wave of DFS here. I think it's something that a lot of pros have been using quietly for, for a lot of years here and, and just crushing. So now with these tools being uh, much more publicly available, uh, getting those in more people's hands is, is only going to help you if you were not using them before here, right? If you can use them uh, in a way that, that helps you to build solid lineups, right? And that's really what all the education that we try to do here is, is trying to help users uh, achieve that, right? And then second part is if you're running individual contest sims, is there a chance of duplicating lineups? So really good question here. So if you go to your settings and then you go to contest sims, I have this one, you could set up to five of these here. So maybe I have like, you know, another $25 one. I usually just put the dollar amount and just makes my life a little bit easier. Actually, um, you know, aside from this, what you can do here, which is even better, is go to contests. If you're playing on DraftKings specifically, we have all of the DraftKings contests from the lobby loaded up here. If you want to go and do a contest sim for the $3.20 max, all I have to do is just right click on the contest, and then you're going to get this add contest sim pop up, and then all of the information will pop up here for you. Uh, the, it'll auto populate a name, it will show you the field lineup so you can choose whatever you want. And then all of the contest information will be right here for you. And you just click save settings. So instead of doing that manually, you can do that just with a click of a button here, which is a awesome addition. Uh, definitely time saving. Don't have to do any math on your phone trying to figure out, you know, what is the percent to first and what is the percent to cash? And then now that will be here as an option for you here. Uh, one, one thing here is that make sure that you are checking them as you go. So only the ones that are checked will be run. And then secondly here is that if you want to uh, filter, so this is actually a really good demo here. So maybe I have two contest sims, right? And then let me just, well, these are going to be the same. So let me just get rid of the one that I manually created. I think this is actually like a really good demo for you guys here. Uh, so really want to display this. So I'm going to add a second contest sim. So then now I have two contest sims. I have the $3 and then I have the $10 flagship, right? If I go to my contest sims, I can see both here. Okay. So then I'm going to check those and then I'm just going to kick those off. I'm going to run those. Uh, a lot of people want to be able to filter their pool by ROI or by risk adjusted ROI. Like, Hey, I want to get rid of all of the negative ROI lineups. So the problem is that in the lineup filters here, if I go to add another filter, 
you cannot um, filter by ROI because there is more than one. So there are two contest sims that both have all five of these metrics, ROI, risk-adjusted ROI, win rate, cash rate, ROI, standard deviation. The way that you can filter for these is two things need to happen. One, you need to go to your settings. You need to star one of these contests. Whatever one you star, and if you hover, it says, click the star to mark this contest sim as the default for custom metrics. So basically, when I click this star for this $3.20 max, now when I go to add a new custom metric here, and I'm going to call it ROI, and then I go to this dropdown, now ROI is an option. So it's saying, hey, you know, you have told us that you want to create a custom metric that displays the ROI value for this $3.20 max. And then I'm going to save that here. I am going to get an ROI um, summary statistic here. And then now when I go back to filter, I can I see that pop up here. And then I'm going to go, okay, uh, show lineups with ROI greater than zero here. And then just one thing is that, you know, the, the SIM ROIs show as a percentage here. The ROI custom metric shows as a decimal. So then, then you're going to get a decimal form. So just be aware it's going to be, you know, 0.35 instead of 35% here. And then now you can filter by it. So a couple things, right? Contest SIM, make sure you star one. Make a custom metric that displays the ROI of, of said contest SIM. And then you can go and do a lineup filter for it there. So three steps actually, but that is how you do that. I know a lot of people have been asking about that. So definitely something I wanted to walk through here. Uh, question says, should we play defenses? Uh, no reason not to, right? I mean, if you go and look at your exposures here, and one thing that I really like to do, uh, I, I'm actually going to get rid of all of these here. That way I could remove, put my lineups back into my pool here is just so my pool exposures are a lot more reflective. Uh, one thing I like to do, go into your lineups, go or go to your table here, go to flex, go to captain, and then just see how often these players are coming up, right? So if I want to go see how often the Chiefs are coming up, they're coming up about 11% of the time here in the flex. And then the Lions are coming up about 5%, right? So there are sims where these players were did well enough, these defenses did well enough to make it into the optimal lineup, right? So that's the way I like to think about it. Then if I want to go see how their cap they did as captains here, uh, they did a little worse, probably expected here. Chiefs and Lions both only in two lineups at the captain. I know the total is pretty high here. Last I saw it, it was at like 53 and a half. So kind of expecting a high scoring game here. I think our in-app total is 54.3 here. So um, expecting a high scoring game makes some sense why the Chiefs and Lions aren't showing up too much in the captain spot. All right, question from John. Does changing the ownership on my own impact the Sims? So uh, cover that earlier here. So it is going to affect the Sabre score metric for single game. If you are adjusting projection, if you're adjusting ownership, it will change the average adjusted own, but it is not going to change the field lineups if you are running contest sims here. So uh, just go back to the, the beginning of the show and we walked through how to make it uh, work for you. But that question came in a little bit earlier, so uh, hopefully you were here for that segment. Pope said, will there be an update before lock regarding the Kelsey news? How trusting are we with the contest sims and what adjustments should we make regarding captains? Thank you. So really good question here. Um, if there is news on Kelsey, then yes, we will definitely update. Last I heard, there was a report saying it's not looking great, but he's pushing to play. So kind of like contradictory statements there, but we are definitely uh, updating for that news. We are also, you know, once inactives come out, we are taking in that information and then we are running a final sim one hour to lock. So uh, inactives come out 90 minutes before lock, final sim one hour before lock. We'll take into account any players inactive or active. All right. Michael said, how important does geometric mean for a large showdown slate like tonight? How many dupes would you account for? Uh, so in the demo, I started with 20 here. You know, one thing I didn't mention in that demonstration, I think it's important, right? I think that, you know, dupes hurt your EV or your, your expected ROI more than anything, right? Uh, when you win first place, you want to win as much of the first place prize equity as possible, right? So one, it is very important, but two, uh, how many dupes would you account for? So when I did the example, I started with 20 here. I just want to clarify one thing. Um, when I did that, it removed like half of the lineups from my pool. 
normally if I was building my own lineups, I would probably go and increase the number and I would increase the number to, to, to 30 and, and just try it again. So really when I'm doing that, I'm just trying to filter out a subsection of my pool. I'm trying to, how do I go, you know, from 500 lineups down to maybe 450, 400 lineups, right? Once I get to a point where I'm removing, you know, two, 300 lineups from my pool all at once, I might take a step back and reevaluate the number that I'm using there. So be a little careful with that. I like to use that geometric mean as a filter to just trim some of the fat off the edges of my lineup pool and just help me, you know, focus in on a set of lineups that I'm much more likely to play. And then from there, I could do other things, right? I can set a salary cap. Maybe I don't want to play lineups that are use the max salary, right? So I'm going to say show lineups with salary less than 50,000 here, right? And if I do that, it's going to go and move all of the 50,000 uh, lineups that use the max salary to the trash here, right? And then, you know, from there, I can do other things, right? I could do like some game theory type of things. Maybe I want to go in and open up a new workspace and go and change my settings from sim mode to optimizer mode and say, hey, you know, optimizing based on projected points, what are the most common stack constructions? What are the most common captains coming up? And then make some game theory type decisions about who I do or don't want to play, how I want to play them. Uh, you know, it, are, are there going to be a lot of, chiefs onslaught type of constructions is there is there going to be a lot of builds how can i flip that on their on their head right and the great thing about that is that you know let's let's look at the lineups that i do have here maybe in my um optimizer build that i run i see that a lot of chiefs five ones and four twos are in there right so what i like to do i like to go in here and i like to see you know okay in my sim mode one that i run how often is the opposite of that coming up and I actually like this, right? So I'm getting about 8% of my pool of Detroit 5-1. And I'm getting about four lineups here with that already accounted for, right? So I don't like to go overboard with it, but I do like to play it at the rate that it's coming up in the Sims. So it's like, hey, you know, getting back to that, you know, double running back uh, example earlier. It's like, hey, you know, the, the Detroit 5-1 is, isn't the most popular stack, but there are a number of Sims here that are backing up that outcome Maybe I should work some of those into my lineup to try and be different, right? So you can be different with lineup construction. You can be different with uh, salary restrictions. You can be different with the captains that you play. You can be different with a uh, geometric mean and accounting for ownership. So I just, I, I want to say that, you know, geometric mean is not the only way to get different. There are other things that you can do. So just using that as one piece of the puzzle to get your lineups to be less duplicated is is better than using it as as the only piece here so that is all i will say on that one all right matt said if you change projections after building lineups but before contest sim does it change the contest sim so good question so the answer i'm like 95 percent sure that this is right so it will the contest sim has not run yet. Therefore, it has not looked at the projections. So if you want to build your lineups, you know, using the saber sim projections, adjust projections, and then run the contest sim, the contest sim has not looked at the projections yet. So if you change the projections after building the lineups, the contest sim will use the projections that are now in the my projection column. So just know that whatever's in the my projection column, when you click, the run contest sim button is what will be used. But that was a good question. And I have not heard that one before. All right, Manny, Manny said, what about the GeoMean equation here? With all these new features, do we still need to use it? So I, I would say definitely still viable and and a uh, good thing to use. Aaron said, any game theory tonight? Yeah, man, I was just talking about it. You know, uh, the stack, the lineup construction, the salaries, um, the the captain usage, right? There are all these different ways to do that. And then, you know, just, just to be on the other side of that, right? Um, just because a captain is popular does not mean you cannot play them in a profitable way. So maybe, you know, you see that Patrick Mahomes is the most popular. That doesn't mean you need to go in full fade Patrick Mahomes, right? You just need to be like, hey, my Patrick Mahomes lineups, maybe I want to look at those, right? Maybe I want to key in on these, you know, three Patrick Mahomes lineups that I'm playing and make sure that they look the way I want them to look. They look a little bit different. Uh, you know, what are their salaries, right? What are their constructions? What are their stack constructions? Am I playing captain 
Mahomes with a Chiefs onslaught. Maybe I don't want to play that, right? Maybe I want to play a Mahomes captain in a 4-2 Detroit stack. So I'm playing Mahomes with one other player on his team and four players from Detroit, right? So for these like popular captains, I would really kind of take some time to key in on how these lineups look and make sure that they look okay to you. Uh, the, the, the different the lineup looks, kind of the better, right? You don't want it to be what everyone wants to play. Uh, so so if you look at a lineup and you go, huh, that's like a little strange, that's a little different, uh, I, I would keep that one. I, I would I would leave that one in there and then possibly get rid of another one that looks like a little, a little more normal, right? Uh, trying to think a little inversely here. John Adams said, why for FanDuel single game do the lineups only deal with MVP and any flex positions, not the specific positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Uh, so, so that's just how the sites treat it, right? DraftKings treats them as captain or flex. DraftKings does not treat them as quarterback, wide receiver, running back, etc. here. So it really just comes down to how the site treats the players. And for FanDuel, they, they do something similar with the MVP and the any flex position. All right. Pope said, to be clear, for a 20 max build, should we use ROI or risk adjusted ROI? Thanks for the help. Honestly, um, I would say that risk adjusted ROI is the safer option here. ROI is a little riskier, a little higher leverage here. So this is going to really come down to a uh, risk tolerance question, right? Are you okay playing these ultra leverage lineups or do you want to play something a little bit safer, right? That is what risk-adjusted ROI is is doing for you, right? Risk-adjusted ROI cares about um, how often you win and how much you win and then how often you lose and how much you lose. ROI just cares about how much you won or lost overall. So there's just a little little small nuance between the two there. So uh, I, what I would do, honestly is I would sort by both and I would see what the lineups look like and I would see if they pass the eye test for you. So maybe I want to go and look at ROI. Maybe I want to see what my exposures are to my captains here. And then I want to go to risk adjusted ROI and I want to see how those change, right? And I want to see how those end up being different here and then see if I'm okay also playing those. So that is what I would do. All right. Uh, Derek said, sorry if this was asked already, but I just signed up. Could you explain the ROI, risk-adjusted ROI, and win rate metrics? Uh, so so Derek, uh, what I would say is that I, I just explained those. So, you know, just rewind a little bit. But, you know, ROI is how much the lineup wins on average across the entire contest, Sam. Risk-adjusted ROI is technically the omega ratio of the lineup, which is a ratio of how much it wins and how often it wins versus how much it loses and, and how often it loses. And that is taking into account, you know, you can have two lines with the same ROI, but one is very boomer bust and one is uh, cashing more often, et cetera, here. So win rate is just how often does the lineup take first in the contest? And then cash rate is how often does the lineup get across the cash line in the contest sim as well here. And then ROI standard deviation talks about like the range of outcomes of the lineup here. But some of those are, are uh, more useful than the others here. All right. Uh, we are getting to the bottom of our questions here. So if you guys have any additional questions, now is a great time to get those in, but I'm going to jump back to the office hours channel and it looks like there is one question here from Simple Chef. Question says, can you post the formula for the GeoMean again? I recall seeing it, but can't find it. Thanks. So, so best place to find it in the support docs, go to our support library. So top right, go to help. It will open up this library here. Go down to frequently asked questions, go to view more, and then go in the search bar and type in geometric mean. I will just even drop this in the chat. So this is the support video where I walk through it here. So dropping this in the YouTube chat right now for you guys. Uh, that is the support video here. You can just click on that. You can watch it and then you can watch this video and then you can pause it where you need to. So we walk through the video, um, the examples here and the formula is in here, but that is the best way. I can even draw it for you guys. It is. All right. Just open this up. So then I'm just going to get my marker. And it is 
so it is number dupes. This is like a really bad idea now that I think about it. Divided by uh, contest size. That's actually a terrible idea. I don't know why I did this. I will just I'll just type it somewhere. Uh, let's go to Word. And let's put this in big, big letters. Okay. So uh, number of dupes divided by size of contest. Okay. And you do that to the power of one divided by number of players in lineup. And I would just remove that question. There you go, right there. So number of dupes. So we do like 20. Size of the contest. So, you know, say 100,000. This is to the power of here. One divided by the number of players in a lineup. That that tutorial is going to walk through it just perfect for you guys. So watch this if you need help on that. But with that art demonstration, I think we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, Neos, I think you should draw out this formula, please. No, no. Typing was was 10 times better. But appreciate everybody tuning in. Good luck tonight in your showdown contest. Uh, we will be around all day in Discord, in the support channel, in office hours. Send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Use the intercom button, which is which you can see on your app, which is this um, helpful guide here. You send us a message. Uh, we're going to be around trying to provide as much help to everybody as possible. So until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.